The following production is brought to you by Derek Lamont Enterprises, a subsidiary of LBM Entertainment, exclusively licensed for use on Patreon.com. Enjoy the show. This week's episodes are sponsored by Unscripted Roasters, a black, veteran, and woman-owned coffee bean roasting company. For more information, please go to Instagram.com slash Unscripted Barista. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Week in Gaming, Patreon.com slash The Derek Lamont Experience. Of course, my name is Derek Lamont Jackson. Hope you guys had a great week. Um... Not too many crazy stories in gaming this week. Uh, we had the NHL 22 uh, trailer reveal as well as the cover athlete reveal. Of course, Austin Matthews, a.k.a. Poppy, is the cover um, athlete for the two out of the last three years. He was the cover athlete for NHL 20. And then for NHL 21, obviously, Alex Ovechkin, a.k.a. the Great Eight. And then again, here we are with Austin Matthews again. Interesting. Um, I know people really love the guy. He's very, very talented. He won the art ross this season if i'm not mistaken i actually have to go double check or actually it was either him or connor mcdavid that run the won the art ross a lot of people thought it was going to be nathan mckinnon um i 100 percent actually thought it would be nathan mckinnon or somebody like that i'm very surprised they went right back to the well but i have no problems with austin, austin matthews i'm a big austin matthews fan so shout out to him um there i do have my trailer reaction it's going to be available there on it should be available here if you actually haven't seen it. I apologize. Um, the big question I had when I saw it, I'm like, I can't tell if this is next gen. They're doing the thing that they did last year with Madden and FIFA. You can buy it on, you know, a last gen console. And then if you have a next gen console, you then get the upgrade for free. This year, they're not doing that for Madden or FIFA. You have to buy the next gen version. So say for me, um, I'd have to buy the PlayStation 5 version or the Xbox Series S and X version. So... Um, I guess they're going to do that this year where they give you, if you buy the standard version, it upgrades to the next-gen version if you have a next-gen console. And then next year, I would assume it's going to be you either or. You don't get, you know, the upgrade factor. But anyway, there's more on that in the uh, reaction video that's up on YouTube as well as here on Patreon. Uh, our first story comes from Engadget.com. The Switch is the first console to sweep Japan's game sales charts in 33 years. Even the PlayStation couldn't stop Nintendo from achieving the feat. Congratulations to the people over at the big end. Nintendo is at its absolute biggest and best in Japan, so I'm not really surprised here. The Switch isn't struggling to compete against the PlayStation 5 on its home turf in Japan. Far from it. Uh, Game Data Library, Axios, and IGN report that every game on Famitsu's August 8th weekly top 30 chart was a Switch title, ranging from Super Mario Maker 2 in 30th place to Minecraft at the top. Excuse me, it's reportedly the first time a... Excuse me, a platform has swept the charts since November of 1988 when Nintendo's own Famicom, the basis for the NES, dominated the list. Nintendo has controlled the Japanese games chart with multiple platforms before. In early 1990s, the Famicom, Super Famicom, a.k.a. SNES, and Game Boy cemented its position. They didn't really have much competition at that point. Sega Genesis was probably the most they had in competition. You had 3DO and... uh, God, what other systems were there? A lot of the other ones were too expensive and nobody bought them, so it was basically Nintendo versus Sega for the lion's share of the market. Um, there's also a sharp contrast with the U.S. While the Switch has outsold rival consoles in the country and frequently thrives in game sales, Skyward Sword HD was July's best-selling game. Typically, it faces stiffer competition from the PlayStation and Xbox ecosystems. There wasn't a direct explanation for the sweep, although the titles reflect both Nintendo's influence and local tastes. Most of the games are either Nintendo's, including Skyward Sword and Mario Kart 8, or come from franchises that have been long and popular in Japan, such as Monster Hunter, uh, Taiko no Tatsuin, 
and Dragon Quest. It also helps that Japan is in the grips of its largest ever COVID-19 pandemic wave, so people are locked down at home playing video games. People may be buying Switch games to keep them and their kids entertained at home. Whatever the reason, the feat suggests why Nintendo isn't in a rush to upgrade the Switch beyond modest revisions. Obviously, there's a Switch Lite, and then we get the OLED Switch this year. I just, I don't know. I'm really not sold on it. I like the new dock and the fact that it has an Ethernet port so you can go hardwired, but I'm not super sold on it. They were talking there was going to be 4K visuals, and Nintendo just doesn't seem to care about that. Uh, <clears throat> to have... 30 best-selling games in retail in one, you know, country. Um, that's absolutely amazing. I can't, like, sit here and act like this isn't a big deal because it's absolutely a big deal. Again, shout-out to Nintendo. Congratulations to Nintendo. Uh, again, Minecraft is technically a Microsoft property, but to have those other games, that's a big deal. So, um, shout-out to them. I can't believe Mario Kart 8 is actually still charting all these years later. The Switch... The original version of Mario, Mario, excuse me, Mario Kart 8 came out in 2013 or 2014. I can't. I want to say 2013 for the Wii U. They just added, packed in all the DLC, and then you know made it a launch title for the Switch. Well, not exactly a launch title. It came a couple months later, but that was almost you know we're talking uh, just about eight years ago, right? So this game has been out there that long and it's still charting. Um, you know, I don't know. Um, again, congratulations to Nintendo. Um, the only thing that that about a situation like this that scares me is it's going to keep them on this path. They're not going to look to innovate when people are shelling out the money that they are to find a Switch and play games like that, especially at that rate. Same thing I said. Uh, people keep saying, oh, I want to play GTA 6. What is Rockstar Games doing? If you want to play GTA 6, stop playing GTA 5 online. They, You guys are giving them so much money there really is no reason for them to go full tilt on development of GTA 6. And I'm not going to say it's not already in development. I'm pretty sure it's, it is it is in development because we know a smaller studio is handling uh, the GTA Classic remaster series, which would be GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. Um, and it's going to be partially built in Unreal Engine, from my understanding. But um, Rockstar itself, more than likely, is working on GTA 6. But again, they're in no rush. And um, you guys have basically just given them, given them carte blanche to do what they want to do and take the time that they want to take. Um, they took a while with Red Dead Redemption 2. The first Red Dead Redemption came out in 2010. Red Dead Redemption 2 came out in 2018. Eight years. Um, the game was an absolute masterpiece. It's listed as some of the great, among some of the greatest games of all time. So we do know that when Rockstar takes their time, they are absolute perfectionists. It's exactly eight years. It'll be eight years next month since the launch of GTA 5. That doesn't mean we're going to see GTA 6 this year. I'm just saying it's been eight years. So if they're taking their time, obviously they're putting extra care into it. Also, it probably doesn't help that one of the Hauser brothers actually left uh, Rockstar last year. I believe it was April. So, um, you know, I don't know how the script came along and things like that. But eventually we'll see GTA 6. Um... I don't know like where we'll be in the generation with that. It's obviously not going to be on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One uh, consoles. Um, it may come in at the back end of the Xbox Series S and X and the PlayStation 5 consoles. I'd even be willing to say that by the time GTA 6 comes out, I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft has phased out the Xbox Series S, to be completely honest with you. But we'll see how that goes. I uh, got a very saw a very very interesting tweet. Uh, so there's this new movie announced for the China market called Bibu 
Bibu, which is billing itself as the first esports battle royale film. It's about a down and out streamer that forms an esports team with old friends with some custody battle drama thrown in for some reason. Um, <laughs> okay, so update on this. The director said it's not a PUBG movie, despite basically being a PUBG movie. Crafton said they are considering suing, giving, uh, suing given the similarities to PUBG. Um, yeah, I don't know how this is going to hold up in court. Remember, the, the makers of PUBG actually tried to sue Epic for Fortnite. They felt that Fortnite was a direct ripoff of PUBG. And to be completely honest with you, because PUBG was like the first real Battle Royale game to hit the market and really kind of make waves, I can't say it's a ripoff, but I can understand where the case came from for the makers of PUBG, but it didn't hold up in court. Epic walked away completely unscathed. Some people are like, oh, well, that's the karma, that's karma, and this is why they're dealing with the situation they're currently going through with the, the uh the proceedings with Apple where they're in court over that. So, I don't know. Um, PUBG just... I'm not going to say it doesn't look fun. It, it, it looks alright, I guess, right? Here's the thing about Fortnite, and this is why Fortnite has been winning for the longest time. Number one, Fortnite's free and PUBG was not. That's number one. Number two, it's the licensing. It is the licensing. They had that one skin very early in Fortnite where everybody called it the John Wick skin, but it was not John Wick. It just looked like him. And then what happened? Later on, they actually added John Wick. They had a whole season dedicated to Marvel characters, and nothing is bigger than MCU at the present time. And then after that, they gave us the Joker, Harley Quinn. They've given us several different revisions of Batman. Um, there was a time, and Peter Quill, actually, a.k.a. Star-Lord, is actually back in the item shop. He may be gone by now. They've added Gamora. They've got the opportunity to be Thanos. If I just ran through the skins in my locker... From all the money I've given Epic for Fortnite, it'd probably make your fucking head spin. Kratos from God of War. Master Chief from Halo. Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty. Superman. Um, Aquaman. The Jason Momoa version of Aquaman. So many different things. Then you had, during the Super Bowl, you've got NFL skins. You've got NBA skins. Space Jam comes out, you have three different LeBron skins and different things. When Star Wars films come out, we had... Um, Jesus Christ, what is the guy, the, 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 oh God, we had the red, uh, Stormtrooper, uh, Kylo Ren, um, Stormtrooper outfits, the, uh, Millennium Falcon as a glider, the licensing that Epic has put into the game, that's why people keep coming back, to run around as LeBron James and shoot somebody with an Uzi, what kid is gonna say no to that, right, if you're into the MCU, who's gonna say no to being Venom, or T'Challa, or, um, Jesus Christ, uh, Mystique, or Ant-Man, or just any of your favorite Marvel characters. If you want to be somebody, you can be them. If you're a G.I. Joe fan, there were Snake Eyes. I love Street Fighter, so I had to have Ryu. I had to have Chun-Li. I had to have Guile. I had to have Cammy. People spend so much money on V-Bucks for those skins and emotes and cosmetics and things like that. That's why Fortnite is beating the shit out of PUBG. Nobody even talks about PUBG anymore. And I know people are like, yeah, they do. I'm like, no, the fuck they don't. They really don't. Epic is eating PUBG's fucking lunch. That's why Fortnite is still around. And they have these, you know, I'm sure Epic does seasons. As, I'm sorry, PUBG does seasons as well. But Epic is doing them better because they're securing these licensing deals. And also, the thing about it is, name me one video game, one really major AAA game of the last generation. If you name me 10, at least 8 out of those 10 use the Unreal Engine. 
and then Unreal Engine 5 is coming, right? So Epic is basically funding all this stuff using the Unreal Engine. There are even films that use the Unreal Engine. So they're printing money hand over fist. That's why they're killing PUBG. They have the ability to keep putting things back into their ecosystem. This is the thing Microsoft needs to take a look at. Microsoft does not only make the Xbox console, right? They basically have the the OS platform that all major PCs run on, Windows. So they have that same money to keep putting it back into their ecosystem. They're just not really wise at what they're doing spending-wise. And I think the biggest acquisition to date, they acquired a ton of studios over the last few years. But the Bethesda acquisition made them a real player in the game. And now maybe we're going to start to see a return on that investment, hopefully. But um, I don't know. For for the people of PUBG, like, it's a film. Art imitates life, number one, right? And PUBG is art imitating life as well because nobody's running around. You don't drop out of a plane or a helicopter or whatever, run around a map looking for a gun to kill somebody, right? That just sounds like the fucking one of those Purge movies or something like that. Um Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Um, just looking at how the, the case shook out with Epic, I probably would drop the lawsuit. If it were me, I, I wouldn't even... There's no way I'd have gone to court thinking that I was going to win that because we've already seen how that worked out in the past for you guys. So for the makers of PUBG, I'm sorry that you guys feel like everybody's copying and jocking your style and all that, but you should probably just let the lawsuit stuff go. And at that point, start working on, I don't know if there's a next-gen version of PUBG, or start working on a total, totally new title or something like that. You've made quite a bit of money, you know, um, but it you just kind of got to let that one go. Because it hasn't gone well when you've tried to take it to the legal system. That's all I'm saying. Uh, my next article comes from GameIndustries.biz. Tiny build, we're, not, we're just not seeing a post-lockdown slump. The publisher on gaming's new audience is building multimedia brands and how to acquire companies in Eastern European. I'm sorry, Eastern Europe. Tiny Build has one, been one of the most active game publishers in the world during the pandemic, not just in terms of games. It's released five in 2020 and even more during 2021, but it's also acquired six studios and floated on the London, Lock, London Stock Exchange. Last month, the company revealed its first financial update, which covered the calendar year 2020, and the numbers looked good, with revenue up by over a third uh, year on year. Of course, 2020 was the year of COVID-19, which provided a significant boost to the games market as a result of the worldwide lockdowns. As a result, you might expect things to look weaker for 2021. However, CEO Alex Nichaporchik is more optimistic. We have regional data on the usage of our games. He uh, begins, and one would assume that if a country goes out of lockdown with great summer weather, that the engagement concurrent users and revenue would go down, but we're not seeing it. I've chatted with a whole bunch of colleagues. They're not seeing it. The theory here is very simple, that 2020 and the first half of 2021 created much more awareness about games and therefore converted people into gamers. They didn't know they were gamers, and now they know. And once you start playing, you don't stop. And that's very true. I know a lot of people who've picked up controllers during the pandemic, and now they're addicted to something like a Fortnite or something like that. Um, I have a lot of friends who were in gaming years and years ago, and they gave it up. And the minute they started talking lockdown... A co-worker of mine said, I need to get something to play, man. He's like, should I get a PlayStation or an Xbox? And, you know, we all told him, get the PS4. And uh, he's like, I'm going to GameStop right after work. People knew what was coming, and you don't want to be bored. You can only watch so much stuff on Netflix before you run out of content and Disney Plus and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, 
as far as Tiny Build, I know they make that Hello Neighbor or, yeah, Hello Neighbor and Hello, Hello Neighbor 2 game. Um, I know some kids that play it, you know, Friends of the Family and stuff like that. I've never played it, but it's amazing. They haven't seen a trail off. You know, annual titles, Call of Duty, Madden, 2K, FIFA, EA, NHL, uh, stuff like that. You expect them to make money. A lot of people literally buy consoles just to play those annual titles on a yearly basis. I kid you not. I have a lot of friends who literally play 2K, Madden, and um, Call of Duty every year, and that's all they played. Um, so... It's, this is all really, really interesting. We haven't seen any type of fall-off, which is good, which is really, really good for the games industry, number one. And for those that, you know, those of us that are gamers, imagine being locked down and the devs couldn't create new content. We would be, like, losing our fucking minds. You'd be relegated to playing a Call of Duty 24-7 or something like a Fortnite, a game that continues to evolve and things like that. I even jumped into Overwatch right around the beginning of the lockdown last year. A lot of us did, so... Um, shout out to Tiny Build, you know, for being able to hold it down during this pandemic. Uh, congratulations because they're still making money. Congratulations to Epic because they're still printing money hand over fist. So the gaming market is very, very strong. Um, it's going to make the next gen, which is technically the current gen now, the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One are now last gen consoles. But we keep saying next gen when referring to the Series S and X and the PlayStation 5. I don't know why, because that would be the current generation of gaming. Um, but it's only going to get better. PC gaming is getting better as well. I'm starting to download a lot more stuff on my PC that I'm going to be playing on my Twitch and things like that. If you're not a subscriber, you can go ahead and subscribe at twitch.tv slash the Derek Lamont experience, just like here on Patreon. Again, of course, this is patreon.com slash the Derek Lamont experience. And if you're listening to this on the free feeds, this episodes, these episodes, I'm sorry, post on Saturday afternoon. You guys get them on Monday, so Patreon gets them a few days early. But if you haven't subscribed to the Patreon or the Twitch, feel free to go ahead. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm I'm really happy with where gaming is right now. Um, I think that the devs are cranking out phenomenal stuff. I can't wait to see what Respawn does with the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order because we know it's coming. That game was way too successful to not get a sequel. I can't wait to see. You know, what uh, Sucker Punch is working on because Ghost of Tsushima is out. The PlayStation 5 and the Director's Cut version are out now. I would assume they're moving on to a new IP. I knew that they're doing a Ghost of Tsushima film and things like that. I would love to see what Naughty Dog is working on. We know that we got that GTA Classic remaster coming and things like that. So I want to know what all the devs are doing. But more importantly, I'm very happy to be a gamer right now because there's just a plethora of content to play and it keeps me very, very busy and keeps my energy up and things like that. And especially when you have a lockdown and you can't see your family, you need your energy to be at an all-time peak because it can, you know, you can get lonely and misery loves company, but um, it's just, you know, if we, it looks like we're trending towards another lockdown, so... Coming up on the holiday season, nobody wants that again. We don't want to have to count the number of relatives we have at Thanksgiving dinner and Christmas opening gifts and stuff like that. But we could. We really could be trending that way. So, I don't know. Just, you guys stay safe. Get vaccinated if you haven't. Uh, My next article comes from PCGamer.com. Eight months after launch, Cyberpunk 2077's mini-map is getting fixed. CDPR begins to detail the upcoming 1.3 patch. Um, I haven't touched Cyberpunk since it launched waiting i'm gonna actually re-download it here and start playing i'm gonna start a new file because i don't remember what the fuck i was doing the last time i played it so i'll let you guys know how that goes 
CD Projekt Red has a new post about some of the changes coming in Cyberpunk 2077's upcoming patch 1.3, but only some. Apparently, a full list of changes is coming soon. Staggering the patch notes, how it did, how did it ever come to this? The changes incoming are at least fairly significant improvements. Excuse me, the most consequential for moment-to-moment -moment play is an overhaul of the mini-maps, something that modders managed within a few weeks and a co uh, common complaint among players since launch. This navigation update is detailed only through Cyberpunk's 2077 now tiresome trope of in-universe reporters who always re appear to get chased off when they might, uh, God forbid, discover something. The video above shows the mini-map in action while the only real CDPR comment came from a programmer called Andres. With the new mini-map system software update, you were able to see more, navigate better, drive fast, and drive safe. Um, I can, uh, obviously, if you guys are listening, you can't see the video, but if you go to PCGamer.com, you can find the article there. Uh, this patch will also bring an overhaul to the clouds portion of the game, a nightclub dollhouse where players make decisions that are basically badly explained. CDPR UI programmer Natalia writes, It was one of my first tasks when I moved to this project and I was digging in the code for a long time because I wanted to understand our UI video system and at the end I realized that the problem is in the video setup. Value for video time was shorter than the video sequence. This way players will better understand the decision they are making in this story sequence. The final change announced for now is that it'll now be much easier for players to reset perks. This was possible using Tabula, e Raza cards, but an exorbitant cost. Step forward, gameplay designer Katarina. Uh, <laughs> for our players, these feature, uh, this feature will mean safer experimentation with builds. It is easily accessible and affordable for everyone, so there is no need to hesitate while investing in per particular perks. There is no release date for the patch 1.3 yet, but 1.2 was teased on 19th of March and released on March 29th, so it's probably fairly close. So I would imagine we're going to see this, if not the end of August, the beginning of September. Remember, this game was initially supposed to launch April of 2020. It got pushed back, which with COVID, we understand, right? And then it was pushed to September. And then it, it got pushed. And then it went gold, and it got pushed to November. It went gold, and then it got pushed to December 10th. This game has been hell from the word go. Everybody keeps saying how CD Projekt Red is on par with Naughty Dog and Rockstar and Activision and things like that. And even Nintendo, because Nintendo first party IP is some of the best in the world. You cannot beat a really good Mario game and you damn sure cannot beat a really, really good Zelda game. Not to say you can't play them and beat them. I'm saying bang for your buck. You can't beat those titles. Ocarina of Time, Breath of the Wild, A Link to the Past. Mario 64, Super Mario Brothers 3, Mario Odyssey, uh, all so in, that's just a handful, you know, there's so many great, ga great games that come from Nintendo IP, but everybody that had CD Projekt Red, like, they're like, oh, they're one of the best developers, you know, bullshit, show me where, show me where, the issue and the biggest mistake they made was they didn't want to recant what they said about Cyberpunk 2077 being able to be played on now last gen consoles i'm going to enforce that again the xbox one family of consoles and the playstation 4 family of consoles are now last generation consoles we are in a new generation so get used to saying it let's stop saying next gen we're referring to the xbox series s and x and the playstation 5 those are current gen next gen would be the playstation 6 and whatever the next xbox is called um but if they had just you know at some point you got to say okay this isn't possible on this hardware because this hardware is outdated. I'm sorry if you purchased the game. We will refund you. It will only be playable on PC, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series S and X. They should have done it then. 
what they try to do, they're like, no, we promise fans it's coming, we're going to give it to them, and that was their big mistake, and that's why they had so many headaches. And a lot of people were like, well, why didn't you buy it on PC? Because I, I didn't have my PC built at the time, so I pre-ordered it on my Xbox uh, One X, and that was the most powerful console in the world to date at that time, and it did not run well on there at all. Um, so... I don't know. I'm going to re-download it after this patch, see how everything's working, and I'll report back. But again, I told you guys, I thought The Witcher was way fucking overrated, and I still stand by that. And no, I have not watched the Netflix show. No, I'm not going to watch The Witcher Netflix show either. Um, but right now, CD Projekt Red gets a D for me as far as development goes. I'm sorry, because it just makes no sense. And even if, if, if visually... The game looked amazing. If the controls, you know, if you didn't have issues or anything like that, you still knew that as ambitious as you wanted that title to be, it wasn't going to be able to run on that old, you know, those old systems. I'm sorry. The The game came out 2020. At that point, the PlayStation and the Xbox are seven years old. And you can't say, well, you have to have an Xbox, Siri, an Xbox One X to play it or a PlayStation 4 Pro because then you still cut out the majority of owners in that ecosystem. Not everybody had a PS4 Pro. Not everybody had a PS4 Slim. Some people still had the launch PS4. Not everybody had an Xbox One S or an Xbox One X. Some people still had the big VCR Xbox One from launch. So you had to make it playable on all levels within that family of consoles, and that was the big mistake, point blank period. Uh, next story comes from TheVerge.com. California accuses Riot of misleading employees about their right to speak up, and this would be Riot Games. The DFEH filed a petition to compel Riot to issue a corrective notice to employees two months ago. The California Department of Fair Employment and Housing issued a statement saying Riot Games has failed to inform its employees of their right to speak to the government about instances of harassment and discrimination. In a press release, the DFEH, the body also suing Activision Blizzard for discrimination and harassment, stated that it has asked the courts to compel Riot Games Incorporated compliance with the court's June 4, 2021 order requiring the company to send a notice to its workers about their rights to speak with the DFEH. In 2018, an extensive investigation by Kotaku revealed Riot Games fostered an environment in which female employees were harassed, belittled, and passed up for promotion. In November of that year, one current and one former employer filed a class action lawsuit accusing Riot Games of gender-based discrimination. Uh, in 2019, Riot settled that lawsuit paying out $10 million to current and former female employees who worked at the company from 2014 to 2019. Riot CEO Nicolo Laurent was accused of harassing a female executive assistant, but the special task force charged with investigating the claim found no evidence of wrongdoing. In its investigation of Riot Games, the DFEH found language and settlements between the company and employees that suggested employees cannot voluntarily and candidly speak with the government about sexual harassment and other violations. I'm going to pause right there. You're in trouble when you do shit like this. Had they learned nothing, clearly, they haven't learned from Ubisoft and they had all those issues. Uh, they haven't learned anything. What is the studio that made like Hard Rain and Detroit Become Human and all that? Because the word was Sony was looking into acquiring them, and then they got in trouble for the same shit, and Sony's like, uh-uh. Um, Activision Blizzard. Clearly, it's been mentioned in this fucking article. You can't keep doing this. I don't know why you guys don't understand sexual harassment is not something that's going to be... You can't just turn your head on that. Because if you do, if you turn your cheek, you're... Like, silence is compliance. Point blank, period. So, if you look away while someone is being harassed, you're just as guilty as the fucking harasser. 
Um, in response, the DFEH petitioned the courts to compel Riot to issue a notice to its employees that informs them of their rights to speak to the government about harassment or, dis- harassment or discrimination regardless of any non-disclosure or non-disparagement agreements they may have signed. The DFEH says such agreements have a chilling effect on the willingness of individuals to come forward with information that may be of importance to the DFEH as it seeks to advance the public interest in the elimination of unlawful employment discrimination and harassment. The courts granted the DFEH request and order Riot Games to issue a corrective notice, but the DFEH claims Riot's less than done so two months later. In an email to The Verge, a Riot spokesman said the, per, uh, the notices are being sent to former employees to confirm that Riot's severance agreements have never in any way prohibited speaking to government agencies. The Riot spokesperson also refuted the DFA, uh, DFEH's claims regarding settlement language, potentially warning employees from speaking to the government. The spokesperson sent a screenshot of a portion of the company's severance agreement which stated nothing in this agreement prohibits you from reporting possible violations of federal or state law or regulation to any government agency or entity. The spokesperson noted this had been standard language in the company's severance agreement for years. Um, dude, what can I say that I haven't already just said? You, these companies have got to understand you just cannot keep doing this supreme fuck shit in your offices. I don't, I understand you make video games, right? That doesn't give you the right because you make something that generally children and adults enjoy because I'm one of the first generations of like, I come from the Atari 2600 to the NES. I'm part of that group, right? 39 years old I am. So I've grown up with video games my entire life. But even, I tell you what, I saw a documentary and read some stuff that even back in the days where Nolan Bushnell was in charge at uh, Atari, and this is like the late 70s. Sexual harassment was absolutely rampant around that fucking place. It's 2021. Sexual har- harassment goes back to like Clarence Thomas in the early 90s. And I've known since then when I was like 8 or 9 years old. You can't do that shit. How are we here in 2021 and people still don't understand this shit? The fact that Activision Blizzard had this whole thing where they had this hotel room they called the Cosby Suite. With a picture of Bill Cosby where they basically harassed women and things like that. That's insane. I don't understand how people can be this intelligent with the capacity and ability to write these amazing scripts for these video games that we play and create these amazing worlds that we play in and be this dumb to just be in an office setting and be like, oh yeah, I can touch your tit and you can't say anything about it. That is fucking asinine. Riot Games, Activision Blizzard, Ubisoft. I cannot think of the the developer that did Detroit... uh, become human it'll come to me at some point and it'll probably be after after i stop recording but you should all learn something from the last one like somebody got in trouble you should be like hey we probably ought not do what the fuck they were doing and i just don't understand how i can open my laptop or open my phone and these things are an actual story it's like fucking mind-boggling it you know the, there's the expression putting a silk hat on a pig it's some of these people are really stupid running these fucking developers and these publishers and it's like putting a silk hat on a pig point blank period so i hope that you guys get it together i don't know what to fucking say if you don't you know you have to get out of the industry if you do more power to you, you probably still need to seek help as well because clearly there's some mental shit going on that thinks that allows you to feel like you have the power to do this to other human beings and it's not safe and it's not okay. So I'm going to jump off my soapbox after that. The last story comes from videogamer.com. Fortnite sees the arrival of Wonder Woman later this week. 
this basically completes the Justice League in Fortnite. I want you guys to know that Superman is the the main attraction of this season's Battle Pass. We've had Aquaman. We've had different iterations of Batman. We have the Flash. Fuck, Green Arrow's in Fortnite. And now you have Wonder Woman. I can't think, like, maybe Martian... The Green Lantern, I guess. Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, things like that. But Cyborg. But you had Beast Boy and you had other stuff like... The Justice League is in Fortnite, just like the Avengers are in Fortnite. This, if you were listening, obviously you're listening, so when I talked about it earlier, PUBG versus Fortnite and things like that, this is why people keep coming back to Fortnite, for the licensing of this content. Like, think about playing, like, Batman doesn't kill anybody, but in the very early, early episodes of the Batman comic books, Detective Comics, Batman actually carried a gun, right? The Joker is so fucking nutty... He may give you $1,000, kiss you, and then shoot you. So imagine running around the fucking Fortnite map with the Joker having handguns and things like that. This is perfect. Um, I wonder how Wonder Woman's lasso works. I would imagine the invisible jet would have to be her glider or they're just fucking up. But anyway, DC hero Wonder Woman is the next pop culture icon to make their way to Battle Royale shooter Fortnite. Epic Games has announced. As revealed by the Fortnite blog, she'll be available either in her classic guide or with an armored variant within the item shop from August 19th. Her set includes a Golden Eagle Wings glider. Boo. It should have been the Invisible Jet. Athena's Battle Axe and Diana's Mantle Back, uh, back Bling. There will also be a DC Trinity loading screen with fellow DC heroes Superman and Batman. To celebrate her arrival, the game will also be holding the first Wonder Woman Cup. On August 18th, players will get the opportunity to earn the cosmetics early. Participants will have three hours to finish uh, up to ten matches and rack up as many points as they can. The top performing team in each region will get the cosmetics as their prize. Any team that earns eight or more will get an exclusive honorary Amazon's loading screen. Uh, Wonder Woman joins Superman, who arrived in Fortnite just last week. Street Fighter's Cammy and Guile also guested in the Battle Royale shooter a couple of weeks ago. Again, the game is also no stranger to real-world celebs either, with Ariana Grande performing in the game Rift to her concert earlier this month. Um, yeah, I have to have Wonder Woman. I technically still have to have Gamora and Star-Lord as well. I'm missing a couple. I'm missing Ant-Man. There are some that I'm missing, but... As a comic book fan, it would be an absolute travesty and a crime for me to not have Wonder Woman in my locker in Fortnite. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. So I got to get it. Obviously, I didn't play in the, the Fortnite, the Wonder Woman Cup. So I'm going to have to get some V-Bucks. Things are kind of tight right now, so I'm going to have to figure it out. But this is dope. Again, this is the reason people coming uh, keep coming back to Fortnite. It is the licensing and the content and things like that. Being able to play as Thanos after Infinity War and Endgame came out. The Marvel season, ranking all the way up to level 100, getting Tony Stark, and then having a complete quest to get the Iron Man skins. It's absolutely awesome. You know, doing an emote to turn into She-Hulk, Thor, and all these different things. And it's just awesome. And again, bravo Epic Games. You guys have done a great job refreshing Fortnite. Um the seasons and the battle passes and things like that a lot of people are like how can you play that game it's for kids i'm like it's fucking fun it's very simple and it's very fucking fun you know so i don't know i gotta have wonder woman i gotta fucking have wonder woman so to complete the set gotta complete the set right right anyway that's all the time i got for you guys this week again if you want to see my nhl 22 reaction video you can go to youtube uh, it's also here on the Patreon. If you're listening on the free feed, you know what to do. Patreon.com slash the Derek Lamont Experience. Also, Twitch.tv slash the Derek Lamont Experience. All my other social apps uh, links are there as well. 
um, Instagram, Twitter, Discord, donations, PayPal, Cash App, all that good stuff, and podcast links and things like that. So tell your friends. Um, I want to thank you guys as always. Be yourself. Stay humble. Stay hungry. My name is Derek Lamont Jackson, and I am out of here. Peace.